every time that shows up, the automation takes in. And for you, the automation is like, I quit. I'm out of here. Let me start something new. But if you could feel through that thing safely in connection with another person and, and let yourself move through that, you're free of it for life. Welcome to the Personal Development Without the Fluff podcast brought to you by Satori Prime. Look, if you believe that there's got to be more to life or you find yourself zagging when others are zigging, this podcast is most likely for you. We're not here to fix you because in our opinion, you're already perfect. We are here to help you remember who you truly are. That light inside of you that you thought you lost forever. I think you know the one I'm talking about, right? That one. We're brash and blunt and give it to you straight. You'll most likely love us and hate us at the same time. And for us, that's perfect. Because what we are here to do is open your heart and expand your mind so you can live your ultimate life. And if you're wanting more support at any time or just want to interact with Guy and I, find our personal development without the fluff group on Facebook and come hang out with us and other like-minded, amazing human beings. So if you're done with fantasizing about your life and you're ready to go start living it, welcome to our show. Now let's get started. All right, my friends. So today's iTunes review is short, simple, and to the point by Joel Smith, 214, who headlined it, amazing podcast. He writes, life-changing material, one of the best personal development, if not the best I've listened to. Joel, thank you for the beautiful, kind words. Email me at elon at satoriprime.com and I will send you your personalized gift. And if you're listening and would leave us an honest review on iTunes, uh, once I read yours out loud, you can email me as well and receive this amazing gift. So again, thank you, Joel Smith, 214. And now back to our show. All right, cool. All right. Um, I just, you know, I was actually taking some notes while uh, you guys were watching that because these are people who have worked with us uh, in one capacity or another. And it's amazing because they send us these videos, but we obviously are still in each other's lives and still know what's happening. So just to give you like a a few things, the the guy you saw first, Mike, if you saw his face today, you wouldn't recognize it because he actually lost close to 70 pounds in working with us in three months. Not to mention quit his job, started a new one that he gets to work from home and be with his wife and loves what he's doing. Uh, Dave, the guy who you, the second guy in the video, what he was talking about there was he had just, his wife uh, divorced him after 19 years and he was shattered. When he came to us, he was a complete broken human being. I mean, these are his words. He recently went to Columbia with us to our ayahuasca retreat, uh, which is something we take our personal clients to those that choose in and said that for the first time, even, even including his relationship for the first time in his life, he felt like he could be loved, Hmm. that he wasn't broken. It was just an unbelievable moment. Uh, The second uh, Mike, the other Mike Zimoff, this is a guy that worked with us who was in a career that he really didn't like. Now he's pursuing a career that he absolutely loves building a rock, rock and business gets to travel the world. His office is on a boat. Um, literally a boat. Literally a boat. <laughs> uh, Kevin, who spoke about his brother, uh, is actually now one of our coaches. So uh, if you end up being in our master class or have been in our master class, you, you may have seen him around. Like this is a man who's been around us for a long time, uh, had so many shifts and now just wants to give that back. And Steve, the guy that you just saw at the end, which 
literally brings a tear to my eye every single time I hear that story. That gentleman, his wife, I'm not going to get into too much details, but his wife basically said some horribly flagrant, non-true things about him. Um, he got kicked out of his job that he was making boatloads of money from, uh, got thrown in jail and got his kids taken away from him. And he was one of the first people, like, as soon as he got out, I was one of the first people he reached out to. And he reached out to me to thank us. He said, I wouldn't have survived what I went through had it not been for you guys. He's now back on his feet, found the joy and opportunity in everything that he experienced. Like imagine going to jail and having your kids being taken away from you and actually being able to see that as a growth opportunity. Mm. Now, for some of you, I know that sounds like twisted and crazy, but it wasn't this positive thinking bullshit that people sell you. He legitimately used this as an opportunity for growth for himself. He's uh, working out. He found a better job. He's pursuing on getting his kids back. Like, I just want to let you know that doing this work, we were just talking about this uh, yesterday. Doing this work does not shield you from life happening to you. Mm -hmm. You're still going to have messy relationships. You're still going to have issues with health. You're still going to have things come up around family or money or whatever it might be. The question you get to ask yourself is when those things have come up so far in my life, how have I handled them? Have I handled them the way that I would like to handle them? Have I gone through these challenges and seen them as growth opportunities or have they completely blown me off course? And it's taken me months or even years or decades to find yourself again. If you're in that boat, the conversation we're going to have here today is going to hopefully give you tools that allow you to perceive and go through life, whatever life throws you, with power, in alignment, guided, Great. supported, peaceful, well-being. If you're here to figure out how to like find the secret sauce to life that, you know, life will just turn out and everything will be hunky-dory, it doesn't exist. <laughs> it doesn't, has it existed? Have you ever had those? It just doesn't exist. So like what we're here to offer you today is an opportunity to live the rest of your life with power, with grace inside of your alignment, helping you remember who you are, not give you some formula for life, but truly help you find your truth and live from that place. So that's the conversation we're going to have today. So that's, that's the intention basically of today is to give you an inkling of what the coaching that we provide people that provides these results is like. And this is kind of unique because this is a question about somebody else in their life uh, versus them, but I think Ooh. it's still applicable nonetheless. So uh, I put in the broadcast there in the chat box for everyone to see a family member is dealing with childhood trauma. So this is from Josh. A uh, family member is dealing with childhood trauma from many years ago. They're getting feelings out and talking about it, but they're lashing out at their close family. I'm a little, little reluctant to get into certain details to protect the person. Totally fine. But I can elaborate in other ways. I'm trying to get this person professional help to process their feelings in a healthy way and also feel like I'm between them and the other family members that they're lashing out at any advice. And I think there was a follow-up here yeah, too. just added something real quick. Uh, also, just in general, how to support a person you love that's hurting so much and lashing out. Yeah. 
Go for it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, great question. Um, that's funny. I, the reason I said it's unique is usually people ask like interpersonal questions about, you know, uh, I'm trying to give, resolve something. So I'm lashing out. So regardless of who we're talking about, you know, wherever we are and whoever's listening to this, uh, I would just tell you to map this onto yourself, right? At some point or another in our lives, pretty much all of us have tried to resolve something or we felt like we want to express something and maybe it didn't come out quite the way that we wanted it to. We start lashing out at family members. Maybe it's anger. Maybe it's even like submersive, passive aggressive, right? Stuff like that. So, um, so I just want to like step back and then we'll kind of like generally look at the picture and we'll see if we can get into more specifics. So here's what there is to know, Josh. First of all, I mean, thank you, right? Like I be behind all of that. I get that there is a deep desire to help this person that's probably been in pain or has felt disconnected from your family and has been trying to resolve something for a long time. Something that it's uh yeah, when when people are trying to get something resolved, look for for every single person on the planet. If you look at, I actually wrote a piece today that, you know, we look at adults like people who have somehow uh, grown beyond their childhood. But the reality is, is that we're all just children with the same issues we had, with the same traumatic events that we had when we were really little. The only difference now is we're in bigger bodies and we have these things that we call responsibilities and, you know, that we act like we know what's going on. And there's like this adult facade that we kind of wear. But if you kind of just go back to the the inner being and the inner essence of everybody is we're just children with a lot of stuff that we've added on top, right? Stories, beliefs, interpretations, religion, education. And if you kind of look at a lot of what it is that we've developed into adulthood, it really is just protection mechanisms. These are different protection protection mechanisms that we've developed to protect the inner child that's within us all. So if we start looking at every single person on the planet, as a child with kind of like unresolved traumatic events. Another way of looking at it is just like the trauma got stuck at some period of time. Um, we can see that everybody just has a need that they're trying to fulfill. Okay. Now people do this in lots of different ways. Some people try to get things from you. If you've ever been around people that um, you feel like they're taking energy from you, right? That's a specific type of pattern. If you've been around people who like never get angry at all, but you can kind of feel like they're just burdened by life. That's a type of pattern. That's a, a way for them to try to get their needs met. If you've been around people who are quick to anger, meaning or have an aggressive patterns, um, that's a type of person. That's the type of person trying to get their needs met. If you're around people who are very rule and red and rule regimented people, that's a type of need, right? So with with this person, um, if they're lashing out a lot, chances are is they're probably running an aggressive pattern. That's, I don't know if that's just happening now or that's historically happened with this person. Again, I don't know them or you specifically enough to um, determine that without actually talking to the person. But here's, here's what's useful to remember. It's like, it sounds like the person is trying to get their needs met in the way that they've never met them before by starting to self-express and share about some of the pain that they've carried around in their lives. And I see that now you're trying to get a healthy way to do that. So what, what you may want to do is in calmer moments, not when this person's like straight in pattern and being really aggressive. Cause a lot of times we try to help people when they're actually like deep in their patterns. So it's like, they're yelling, they're yelling, they're yelling. It's like, Hey, 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 can't you see that? It's like this. They're already in pattern. There's, there's nothing to be said at that point in time. The automation's taken over. That's just how it's going to be. But if you give that person um, their space to kind of reset get back into alignment. You know, you know the difference between when you talk to someone in a calm, relaxed state and you talk to someone when they're in a heightened state. Those are the moments where you can effectively try to have conversations with them about how they can um, 
express what they need to express and not have it come from an angry place. The the other part I want to kind of point to is that, it, again, I don't know enough about the situation. If the person is coming out of hostility and anger and is judging family members, is just bringing all this kind of like nastiness, um, the reality is, is that whatever judgment we see outside of ourselves, right? So if I, every time I see an angry person, I'm like, oh my God, look at that angry person. They're such an asshole. And I have that judgment. Or every time I see a rich person or every time I see a skinny or a fat person or, you know, whatever it is that I judge when I look out into the world, the reality is, is that the judgment is not coming from out there. It's actually coming from in here. I have that judgment about myself and it's a judgment that I'm not personally dealing with internally, right? Like that, that is an unresolved part within my system. So the system keeps trying to look out here and create safety out here by changing circumstances, by changing how people act, how people feel, how people think. And if you look at the majority of the world, this is what's happening. It's just a lot of people trying to get other people to think the way they think, to feel the way that they feel, to act the way that they act. And if you look at what's behind people acting this way, it's because they think that if they feel, act, and um, think like me, then I'll be safe. And that's these unresolved parts trying to resolve themselves externally. So with, with people like this, we always want to bring them back that the work is internal, that there's actually something happening in their system at that time. We can talk more about that as we kind of go through this webinar, but I at least want to broach, start broaching that topic is that there's something happening within their system, like a sensation that then the mind is responding to as a protection mechanism. And that's what you guys are experiencing is this like outlay of energy of this kind of like aggressive pattern that this person is doing. And until you start um, helping this person point to the energetics within their system and, and learning ways to help them work through and feel through and resolve those parts, you're going to start, you're going to pretty much see the same pattern over and over again. So I don't know if you saw that. He said this person thinks she she was betrayed by the people she loves. Perhaps they betrayed themselves. So this is perfect, right? So yeah, that's another clue for the aggressive pattern. Um, aggressive pattern people, again, that, that's where they go to. They uh, they immediately will go to, you're betraying me. Elon knows I'm um, a historic, like, th that's what I always think is going on when I'm upset. Is like, everyone's betraying me. I'm all alone. But here's, here's what's underneath all that. A few things. Number one, the anger is coming from sadness. It's not just anger. It's if you actually look under the anger, the, the anger is actually trying to protect and, and distance from the sadness. It's trying to hide the sadness. So it's literally an energy of like, get away from me. I don't feel safe. Okay. So if, again, like, and Josh, for you, it's like, read that energy so you could see it. Because when you see that that's what they're doing, you'll have empathy. So that'll have you energetically respond differently. And I'll talk about more about like energetics and, and these type of responses in just a second. Um, and then the other part is, is the system's inability to literally receive support. So whoever this person is, has never actually had an experience with family, with friends where they ask for support and they energetically receive it. So even if you guys are like, yeah, there's support here for you, there's support here for you, their system is actually blind to it and cannot see and or receive it. So you'd actually have to point at that for them again in a moment of relaxation, not when they're like in it. And actually point to that there really is support available for them and that that's what you guys are here for. Otherwise, again, you're going to see this pattern um, show up over and over again. Things happen in our lives. Okay, constantly. Things are constantly happening in our lives. The mode of human being is to play victim rather than take 100% responsibility. Okay, so something happened. Anyone's life. Something happens. There's the actual thing that happened, and then there's the perception that you have of what actually happened. 
So this person in your family, her perception is that she was betrayed. I don't know if it's said to she, but well, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, people she loves. Her perception is that she was betrayed, right? So now she has a story about the family members, just like we all do. Like something happens, we make up our perception about that person or the situation or whatever. Now we go into inspector gadget mode. <laughs> inspector gadget mode is the time where you find all the proof to prove your story correct. So now check this out. You got betrayed. You start lashing out at people. When you lash out at people, how are people responding to you? Are they empathetic? Are they compassionate? Are they loving? Are they warm? Or do they get defensive and pissed off and start fighting with you? The latter, right? Now, if they were loving towards you, compassionate towards you, supportive towards you, what would that do to your perception or your story that you just made up about them? It would completely destroy it, right? So we don't want that. We want to prove ourselves right because we're psychotic and we would rather be right than be happy or right or be peaceful or right or be rich. We just want to be right. That's the human phenomenon. So she gets all angry. She lashes out at people. People respond the way naturally human beings are going to respond, which is more distance, more distance, like, fuck you. I'm not dealing with you, blah, 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 which does what? Proves her story right. You see, they are those kind of people. That would leave me and betray me and not care for me and blah, 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 blah. So she's, in essence, at a subconscious, she's not doing this consciously, by the way. Yeah. This is all like at a subconscious level. This is what happens. So she's creating this distance to prove her story right. So I just want to share with you, Josh, something that I heard um, people do with addicts. And this came out of a, a tribe that Wayne Dyer uh, met in Africa. And if someone would steal someone, steal something, this is so funny. Do you know that I just wrote a post about this? No, I had not like an hour ago. Did you really? Same as I think you're about to share. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so if someone would steal something or uh, hurt somebody or do something terrible, right? Instead of like putting this person in solitary confinement and like berating them, berating them and, and uh, 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 banishing. No, whatever. I'm, yeah. I'm going to skip that word. I'm just, <laughs> it's messed up in my head. They basically sit around a circle. They put the person in the middle of the circle and they go around the circle for days. It's going to take like two days and each person shares a moment of how that person in the center has impacted their lives positively, the way they helped them, the way they did anything nice to them. Because in these moments when we're most hurt, we forget who we really are. We take on the persona of defensiveness and protection and we forget who we really are. And when people come to us and remind us and reflect back to us our moments of kindness, a moment where we made someone laugh or helped someone or anything. In these moments, we actually start to remember who we are. And that's what actually breaks down that perception and that story. Because it's really difficult to hate someone who is acknowledging you and pouring love into you, right? Like they say, love is the answer to everything. It is. And what's happening, if you think about it, Josh, and your family, and like this is why you're kind of torn between a rock and a hard place is because you're watching this as a passive observer going, I know what she's doing is creating this impact, but I also know that what my family's doing in reaction to that is also creating that impact. And I'm not really sure how to kind of like navigate this. So I don't know which side you get to have a conversation with first, or you'll probably know that better. 
But the second the story of the person shifts, so either the story about this girl from everybody else or her story of the family, however you get to create that shift, that's what's going to create an opening to have something new fall into place. Yeah. And I see some of the questions, so it'll play on this too, but um, you got you to gotta get that basically we're all walking around with like a script, right? Like our movie script, but it's like an energetic script. And when we meet each other and we shake hands and we say, hey, how are you? And we start inciting questions and then we kind of tell each other stories. Yeah, you're telling each other stories, but there's like like subconscious um, like planting of seeds about how it is that we want things to be done with us. So, um, you know, you might tell somebody a story about something that you travel, but you'll say things about what you do and don't like about weather and da, 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 da. And then that will be like, okay, that person doesn't like tea pasta. Okay. They really like it when it's warm, right? It's like you start training them, but it's also your energy and it's like this energetic script. And the family has just been reading this energetic script because we don't allow people around us that don't read, read and enact the script. Because if somebody did, didn't like our script and they're like, I don't like your script, I'm not going to play that game with you, we wouldn't have them around because our persona, our identity likes to be in that world, even if we personally don't like that world. It's like we put out all this bait for people to treat us and talk to us in a specific way. And it seems like the environment is doing something to us. It seems like our family or the circumstances are doing something to us, but we're always winning the games that we're playing. So if you ever want to look at people's like, what are the games that they're playing? Just look at the results that they're getting. And you'll immediately know what games they're playing. So like, you know, there's a purpose to the anger. But again, if you start looking at there is like this deep, like really like an original heartbreak, sadness that this person's carrying around and you actually start speaking to that sadness, like you start getting energetically connected, empathetically connecting it to that sadness and be like, hey, I see that sadness that you're protecting yourself from. What's that about? I think you're going to start seeing that person acting very differently around you. All right. So there's awesome questions here from Matt and Derek. And I think they're all kind of, it's interesting because you're all All intertwined dealing with, uh, it's so funny. We do these and all always there's a theme. So this one's about like success around business is is what it seems like. So I'll start with Diana because, uh, or wait, Hilla was first. Hilla was first. So, all right. Hi, I'm Hilla. Second time here. I've made a commitment to myself to build an online business while living in, in life fulfillment. I mean, staying balanced as best I can. I've been taking best, better care of myself physically, mentally, emotionally. But in the meanwhile, I've been making less money than ever in the setup stage. My client base for my previous business are dwindling away. I feel like when I focus on my other business, I'm stalling my online business and vice versa. In my life, I've started many things that I love. And when, and when the going got rough, I elegantly choose something else that called me. There's some voice in me that wants to stay put to grow up as full of sense of focusing and going a distance with both businesses, really. I'm also a mom of a two-year-old, congratulations, and want to cut myself some slack. I'm doing great on many font, many fronts. How do I know if I'm doing my best? There are voices within me saying that I'm moving too slow or I'm hiding myself a little still. Um, all right, so let me, because there's a few other here that are kind of like in a very, very similar, well, let's let's do this and we can kind of like Add on, add, add on the other pieces. Yeah. So I just want to offer all of you guys that are listening to any question or whatever question you have in your life. I just want to offer you kind of like what I shared in the beginning, right? Where that guy, Steve, at the end, I said, was going through what most of us would consider like the worst possible situation as a, as a parent and um, how he was able to see these things as opportunities. So I really want to give you that. And I want to just say this, like, Everything in our lives 
we call forth for our own growth and development. Okay. So if you can imagine there's like the soul level of you, the soul version of you that a part of is, is transported into this body. That soul came into this physical world, into this physical body, where you are with your family, with your job, with your location, etc., to have a certain experience. Okay. That experience wasn't like, hey, I just want to ride white horses on sandy beaches with millions of dollars in my bank account doing whatever the fuck I want. Like, that's not why we come. We come to experience what our physical self considers hardships, but what our soul self sees as opportunities for growth. Hello, what you're coming up against. So like the reflection that's coming back at you, right? Is that the pattern in your life that showed up is when the going gets tough, you get going, (laughs) but the going is in a different direction. So it's like, I'm going to work, 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 work. Then when the rubber meets the road and it's kind of not looking the way I want it to look or the way I thought it was going to look, you take a hard right. And when you take a hard right, what happens? Do you start at 50% of where you were or do you start at the starting line again? And then the starting line again. And then the starting line again. And so speaking as someone who is a notoriously amazing starter and a notoriously horrible finisher, uh, what I learned is a Gemini trade, I guess. Um, I can tell you this. What's coming up for you right now is there's a fear around the success and failure. It, it's literally the same thing. It's just two sides of the same coin. Okay. But there's a fear that happens, and this happens to everyone, where we reach a certain level. If our perception of that level is that this is not good enough, or I'm not good enough at this, or I can never be good at this, then what happens is we pull out. We start going in a different direction because we're like, why bother, right? It's not going anywhere. I'm not getting the results that I want, et cetera. And we leave. The interesting part, though, is that your greatest life lessons happen in those moments of struggle, in the moments where all those conversations come up of I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy or I'm not this or I'm not that, whatever your version is. Right. And one of the things that we do in our masterclass uh, with our students is we actually show you guys a technique on how to, instead of mentally go through these processes of what we call like putting whipped cream on shit pies, this is kind of what a lot of mindset training is. Well, you know, just tell yourself this and just keep going. Like, yeah, the problem is you tell yourself this and you go, but at the end of the day, internally, right, the little boy or girl that's inside still feels worthless or still feels helpless or still feels not good enough. And this is something that you keep bumping up against over and over and over and over. And it doesn't matter what area of life. So we came to the questions like, okay, well, if this keeps happening over and over and over, maybe there's another way that doesn't involve this, that we can kind of bypass all this and then actually do the work inside of here. And that's what we really do that kind of work in the masterclass. So Hilla, like, I hope, tell me if, if what I pointed to is, is resonating for you in that world. That's what's coming up right now. Yeah. Cool. So that's really what's being highlighted for you. Imagine like the world is this big magnifying glass and it's showing you right here that place 
where you just don't feel either capable enough in your abilities, confident, uh, secure, good enough, whatever it is, and you running away from that to find something new, guess who's going to be there? You. It doesn't matter the opportunity. It doesn't matter the business you start. It doesn't matter anything. You will end up being there. And the only way that we have found to actually heal this stuff and then get massive results in doing so, just, just to give you an example, that, that guy that you saw in the beginning of the video, Mike, he went from working in a sales position to starting his own Amazon business, okay? We were in Colombia. He did not open a computer one time during his retreat. On like, after like our third ceremony or whatever it was, he opens the laptop, looks at his numbers, and told us that in the week that he's been there, not working, obviously working a lot on himself energetically, but not working at all on his business, his business doubled 200 plus percent. This is the kind of results that you can produce if you start to do this work. So I'm offering to all of you, because I know there's a bunch of you also that, that wrote like business questions where you're struggling and you're not producing results. I'm telling you right now, your pattern is who's playing your business right now. And it's the reason that you're producing the same results over and over and over and over and over. You want different results. You must uncover these patterns. You must heal these parts that are triggering the patterns. Once you do that, that allows for new information to come through, new intuitive guidance to be there, and new opportunities that have always been there. They're like right in front of you, right here, but you just cannot see them because you can't have access to receiving them at the, at the moment. Uh, and hello, I love what you said over here. So I'll talk to that because I took a few notes and it's relevant. Uh, you said, it's not that I haven't made progress and change. I just feel slow. That's amazing. And I have a feeling that that's probably true for your entire life. Yep. But I want to like relay something to you is like, the, when do you always move the fastest right at the start? Like, let's say you just started a race when you have the most energy, right? Right, right at the beginning of the race, you're going to fly. And then it's like three quarters into that mile. You're like, oh, I gotta slow this shit down, right? And <laughs> may have started too fast. Or I can tell you like people who uh, lose a lot of weight, right? Like in the beginning, it's the easiest to lose weight. And then you kind of get to this like homeostatic place. And then like, you know, the first 50 pounds are really easy. And then it's like, okay, this pound is hard. This pound is hard. And I like hard, but that's just, it's kind of um, pointing to the nature of things. It's how we go. Now, I want you to look inside yourself and what says things need to go faster? What is very, very patient? <laughs> so I imagine if we probably looked at your relationship with your parents, whether it's your mother or your father or both, or a perception that you had moving quickly or achieving and getting a lot done was probably really important in your family. And you probably got negative feedback when things didn't happen fast enough. Right. So the inner the critic or the perception of the critics that we the critical things that we hear from our parents becomes our inner critic. And that's what we hear inside ourselves. Like things aren't happening fast enough. OK. And then so you'll have a, like a demarcation in your energetic body that when it finally feels like because you're going to say, OK, things aren't happening fast enough. Things aren't happening fast enough. And you're like, whoosh it away. Right. Uh, uh, avoid it. Avoid it. But then eventually you'll get a feeling inside your stomach. Let me check actually for you. Right over, over here in your heart, actually. So there's some sadness about this, like a, like a heartbreak about it, right? <clears throat> so there's like so some sadness about this. And then you'll hit this part in the heart. 
And that's the part where it's like, I can't handle this anymore. And the mind will go that we need to stop doing what we're doing because it's not happening fast enough. And that means I'm not succeeding. Now, I want you to get that we live in a, in a society more and more so that is creating instant results about everything, right? Like, I want this, I get this now. I want this, I get this now. And it's actually training the mind to work against the nature of how things work. Because if you look at nature, how water goes on a rock or how plants grow, if we don't sit there and go, come on, hurry up, hurry up, let's do this thing. <laughs> it's, it's a very patient process, right? Why do gardeners enjoy gardening? Because it's, it brings patience. It brings patience into your awareness. You have peace. Your hands are in the dirt. Like there's a connection to things, a connection to a universal way that things are done. So it's like the impatience comes from within. It's an energetic response. And this goes to some of the other uh, questions that were here. So, um, yeah, so that I talked about. And so here's the thing. When we align ourselves to new truths or we align ourselves to a new plan, something, right? Like something inside changes, right? Like you saw an opportunity in something and something in your body went, yes, I'm going to do that. And in that moment, the moment you took action on that, there was a realignment in your energy system towards what you're going to move towards, right? Now, the moment we change our energy, the our perception of reality and how reality comes to us immediately changes, so and a lot of people, this is where they get worried because they start seeing things falling away, but it doesn't, that's not a bad thing. Okay. It means there's a realignment to things. Like sometimes like our clients, they will realign to a truth in their system. And yeah, like their business that they were operating before, it's like that money will dwindle or the clients will dwindle or something like that. But you have to get that that money was attached to old energy. It's no longer an alignment for who they are and what they're up to. So of course the money has to go away. But if you now get attached to that old money and you're like, I can't let that go, then you go like this and you just pull yourself back into your old self and you start operating in old patterns, right? Instead of seeing again, like here's the opportunity. These things that have had energetic weight and have kept me the way that I am and kept these energy cycles going are now going away and creating space for something new to arrive. Because again, two things can't occupy the same space at the same time. That's basic physics, right? But we are, we're part of physics. So it's like if we keep occupying the same space that we were in before, we keep holding on to the same beliefs, to the same energy, all we get is, again, the same thing that we had before. But if we can see the opportunity of letting go, the opportunity of creating space, and we can see that we are realigning and aligning ourselves to new truths and new energies, and now we can stand inside of patience to allow for the universe, for life, for God, whatever you want to call it, to naturally unfold into your perceptive reality from the energy that you're holding, you're going to be golden. So what you get to watch is this kind of like time bomb that's in your system, right? It's like, oh, there it is. This is where I get uncomfortable to the point where I quit. And that's the moment where you want to tune into your body the most, because there's a feeling in your system, like a sensation that you haven't wanted to feel through since you were a little girl. Because something happened. Somebody told you you were no good or, or bad. And you were like, you bought it. And you said, I'm no good. This really, really hurts. And after that, you created systems. You created uh, strategies, which ultimately become automated patterns in our system. Because if we keep applying a strategy, eventually it's like, you know, taking a foul shot or doing any mechanical thing over and over again. It just becomes automated, right? To the point where every time that shows up, the automation takes in. And for you, the automation is like, I quit. I'm out of here. Let me start something new. But if you could feel through that thing safely in connection with another person and, and let yourself move through that, you're free of it for life.
Hela, you also had mentioned that uh, she said, I grew up as an elder sister to a brother on the autistic spectrum. I was always expected to set an example and be responsive always on duty. So just that, like knowing that this part of you that always had to perform, mm-hmm. that always had to achieve. Okay. You believed you had to. You had to, right? Because it was like, I had to be the example. That was safe. You know, like, like performing was safe, right? Yeah. So now... When you don't feel like you're performing well enough to set an example, you're like, I can't do this. And it just shuts you down. So just things to pay attention to for sure. Um, I think you're in a perfect place, right? To do this kind of work if you so choose, because it's in these moments that we get the biggest, biggest growth. Absolutely. You're right on the precipice yeah. of something huge. And that's the thing. If you walk away from your opportunity, which you can, if that feels in alignment for you. But here's what there is to notice. What's walking away? Is it the is it the part that feels fear and scarce right now inside the system that's going, I'm, I'm afraid there's scarcity. We got to act in order to resolve it. So let's change everything in our environment and try to get the perception of safety back. Because that's pr- probably what's going on, right? Or if you've seen this pattern over and over again, you see that like wherever you go, the pattern kicks in at some point in time. So it's like you can either deal with the pattern now or you'll deal with it in the next thing that you choose. But the pattern will be there again. Like it's not going to be like, oh, I finally found the right opportunity. No pattern. Or like I finally found the right relationship. No pattern. Like, you know, it's just it just keeps arising in new and different ways and usually more viscerally and and actually bigger and more annoying because if we don't get our lessons, it's like it it needs to get our attention somehow. So usually the energy keeps growing. We keep looping in it and and the situations actually get harder to deal with. All right. So uh, Diana, hello guy, Nilan, maybe you can help me. I want to quit my job and build my business with the SFM. And at the same time, I'm an online practitioner for RTT hypnosis. The earliest possibility is to quit the end of the month. And then I have to work five months. I feel a lot of fear to do so because I won't get any money from the employment exchange and have no health insurance for one month. I'm a single parent and working full time in a kindergarten question. How can I overcome the fear of being completely responsible for my son? I know I have the skills and ability to serve others dealing with health issues like hearing loss. I meditate every day for an hour and this healed a lot for you. My upbringing was highly violent and abusive and I overcame many things to be a loving mother and a human being. So how to overcome this lack of self-trust and how to trust in my passion. This is long. Thank you for reading. Awesome question. Yeah. And thank you for being that type of person in the world, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So Diana, real quick, a lot of the things that that guy was just pointing to and I was pointing to apply to you as well, right? The same things we were talking about, Hilla. So all the stuff that's coming up for you right now, specifically around trusting yourself. So I just want to explain to you guys what happens. Like it was a little bit of a map. So Intuition and guidance is something that every single human being has. There are things that you've done already in your life, whether enter into relationships, get out of relationships, move across the country or the world, uh, take on certain opportunities for you, Diana. Maybe it was like an intuitive hit to even join the SFM because something called you, right? Where everyone around you goes like, why are you doing that? That's absolutely crazy. And you don't need agreement from anyone. It's just like, you know, at the deepest parts of you, that this is exactly what I'm supposed to do. You can't even explain why, right? So we all have that. Here's what happens. The mind is very loud. The mind wants to keep you safe. The mind doesn't give a crap about what your heart wants, (laughs) okay? So you have this kind of like 
almost war that rages on inside of you where there's this heart wanting to pull you into things and then this mind going like, we can't do that. That's so scary. Why would we do that? We're going to kill ourselves. We're going to kill our family, blah, blah, blah. And it all happens. As we trust in mind more than we trust in heart and intuitive guidance, and this happens over decades, my friends, all of a sudden, if you have like these two uh, systems, right? When you're a kid, the mind, the logic mind isn't there till you're about eight years old. Okay. You don't have logic abilities till, till about that time. So you're just an emotional being like, this feels good. I'm going to go do this. This doesn't feel good. I'm going to go do that. That's it. Then adults come in. You shouldn't do that. You're too, you know, you're being too loud. You're being too rambunctious. You're being whatever. And we're like, Shrink, 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 shrink. And as we start to buy into the mind system more and more and more, we basically, this other one, heart, just goes into atrophy. And then we get to this point where we're adults and we go like, but why? Why can't I just trust myself? Because for decades, you've been like, I don't trust the system that's been trying to communicate with you, your life path and your purpose. But you've bought into the mind over and over and over and over and over again. So this just stopped talking. Now, when you want to follow this, it feels like death. It's so, so scary. So Diana, like, while I would love to give you the answer of what you should do, I can't. It's not, it's not my job to tell you that. What I can point you to is this. As you start to uncover the patterns that we're talking about, as you start to heal the little boy or girl parts inside of us that don't trust, that feel abandoned, that don't feel good enough, or whatever it might be. What you're doing is you're taking that resource and energy that you've been using to like squash those parts deep, deep down inside. You're removing that energy and you're kind of like replenishing your batteries again. And now that energy gets to feed that other system, the intuitive guided system which brings forth the opportunities, the people, the education, the information. For some of you guys, you're here right now on this call because of some happy, perfect, synchronistic accident. <laughs> you found Satori Prime or Elon Guy or whatever by like some happy, weird circumstance, right? Why? Why? I would venture to say that logically, like the logic part of you didn't bring you here. The heart part of you brought you here. The logic part hates this conversation, by the way. The mind hates this conversation. It doesn't want you to go deeper. It doesn't want to be uncovered. It doesn't want you to see this. Dave, by the way, you had asked before, like, how do we see our blind spots? Reading books doesn't show you blind spots. Watching videos doesn't show you blind spots. The only way to see blind spots is to be in connection with other human beings. You must receive reflection. Your mind doesn't want you to see these things. Clear reflection. Right? Like it just does not want you to see these things. So the way to do it is to go through a process when you're in a connection with someone like working with a one-on-one -on -one coach, being in a group coaching, being in a seminar, something where you can actually start to get that reflection. When you get that reflection, and sometimes the reflection is as simple as, you know, we'll, we'll do a training. For example, like in the masterclass, you watch this, uh, this video training that Guy and I put together. 
And like Dave might go through it and his world is business, right? So he's like listening for and pulling all the gold and implementing it for business. And then someone like Josh comes along and he's got this whole thing with relationship. And all of a sudden he's listening for, you know, how to heal my relationship with mom. Now, Josh comes into the group call and he starts sharing about mom and Dave's sitting there listening and going like, holy shit, this is exactly what my relationship with my mom looks like. (laughs) Because now the mind can't detract you and help you avoid those things. It is in your face. You are hearing it. It can try to make you tired. I'm sure you guys have like read books or been in a situation where you just woke up, you just had a cup of coffee, you're listening to something and all of a sudden like you just space out or you just get really tired. These are all the mind's tricks of having you not listen to what it knows is going to help you see one of the patterns, one of the control panel things that it uses to control you. So just to go back, like Diana, for you right now, what I would offer is it's not about choosing this or that. That's the mind's game. Okay. A pattern is going to choose this or that for you right now. Mm -hmm. There's an opportunity to stay. We call it like um, when we let people just kind of like sit in it. Like, you, like being in water for too long. Yeah, just like like you want to give yourself that opportunity to just sit in it. Sit in the discomfort. With awareness. Yeah. Don't run from this. Don't just like choose. Just be in that uncomfortable state. Okay? In that discomfort is where you get your life lessons. Mm-hmm. Cause that's where that part is really going to get activated, right? The part that's like, I got to get the fuck out of here. And whatever that part is for you, that's the one that you get to work on and heal. And again, like in reflection with others, where you feel supported, where you feel safe, that's where you can really kind of do this work. This is the kind of work that we're introducing you guys to. It, it, it's difficult. Like we would love to write a book, but honestly, like a book would be a paperweight. Because it can't possibly touch on and bring you to the depths that you are all here wanting to experience. It will talk in circles around the surface of it without actually going in, which the mind is going to love. He's like, ooh, let's read more about this wonderful surface. Why don't we climb up here and look from it up here? That's look, right. Isn't it so pretty? Yeah. Right? They give me a pyramid to fill in the place yeah. on. But, but now the second we're like, okay, let's go down here. The mind's like, oh, no, 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 no. And I'm going to tell you this. In a few minutes, I'm going to give you an opportunity to actually go deep. And I want you to watch what your mind is going to do. It will throw every possible rebuttal at you. I don't have time. I don't have money. What if they ask me this? What if this? I don't know what to say. I don't want to fill out questions. It, just watch. Watch as we make the opportunity available. What's going to happen? You're just going to like laugh out loud when you hear it. Cool. So, and, and yeah, like Elon said, we're kind of... Uh, wanting to give you guys as many maps as we can. So um, here's another map for you. And I think this will apply to some of the other questions that we had here. It was Diana's question, right? Yeah. So Diana, like pretty much everyone we've ever talked to um, is dealing with a self-worth issue, right? So it's like, we have a lot of adult ways of, of naming this these days, but at the end of the day, it's like, I'm no good. I'm, I'm bad. Like some version of that. Right. And it's like a lack of self-worth. So a few things real quick about how like energy moves in the body and how the mind perceives it. And then why, why are we all dealing with this like lack of self-trust as you called it? Right. So first of all, I want you to get that 
And this goes to somebody else's questions about feeling more. It was one of the gentlemen, which I love that men keep bringing this up. Um, who was it here somewhere? And this is so beautiful because on more and more webinars, men are like, I don't know how to feel through, like, I don't understand how to feel anymore. Um, and it, it's really frustrating, right? Because we are certainly feeling people. So here's here's kind of how it goes. So if, if, a, if life is coming at you, and a situation is like overwhelming your system, right? Overwhelm, anxiety, um, stress of some kind. And notice that in those moments, you're not like, ooh, this is good. Really enjoying this discomfort. This is wonderful. Let's just hang out here, like play some jazz music and we'll chill out. It's like, fuck, right? It's like avoidance, right? We, we reach for food, sex, drugs, whatever, uh, relationships. Um, we do our thing, right? Like we do the thing that we, we're trying to pacify the energy in the body. But really, that's what we call a spiritual bypass. That's why, like, you know, we, we believe absolutely in training your mind and going through personal development work. But you've got to get that there's a limit to it. And at some point, personal development work, it actually looks like, hey, I'm having this thought. I'm telling myself the story. Let me change the story. That will change my actions and my actions will get me new results. That's accurate. But here's the rub on that one is that you're lying to your system <laughs> by going like, that's not important right now. Let's not work with that. And you're literally spiritually bypassing an energetic process in your body going, that's not important. Bye-bye. So when we go, that's not important. Bye-bye. And we keep saying this to life. We're like, hey, can't deal with this right now. Sorry. It's another way of saying, I'm not worthy of experiencing this part of life. I'm not worthy of this experience. I'm not worthy of the sadness. I'm not worthy of this anger. I'm not worthy of this joy. I'm not worthy of this relationship. I'm not worthy of this money. And you keep going, I'm not worthy. And keep you keep sending the signal down to the body. And I'm saying down to the body because these days we call the stomach your second brain. But the reality is that we know this scientifically that your, your stomach actually sends up nine times, 900% times more signals up to your brain than your brain sends down to your stomach. That means for every nine signals your brain is sending up to your brain, your brain uh, sends one back down to your gut. So who is actually making the decisions? Is it this or is it this? Okay, so it's just something I want to point to you. So if you keep sending down the signal, to the body, I'm not worthy. And then eventually you get into a job or a relationship or money and you go, I want a million dollars. And the body's like, sorry, man, you told me for 30 years you're not worthy. Poof, collapse, close down, right? And then you you literally do not have the, abel the ability to energetically receive. You've taken yourself offline. So here's, notice that, that life doesn't show up in the mind, right? Like we create it in the mind, we're experiencing it through the mind and the five senses. But the first thing that always happens is a sensation in your body. Always. Track being sad. Track being angry. Track all the things that upset you, that put you into pattern. And notice that it's like somebody says something, it's like, ouch. And at first it's like this little ouch, like they just cut you a little bit. And you go, you know what? That's not a big deal. I'm going to let that one go by. But you carry it around in your system. Then somebody else says something or they say another thing. And you're like, ouch, that one really hurt. And now the systems, you start getting tight. That overwhelm, that anxiety happens in the system, okay? And, and eventually it's like they say a thing and you're like, I knew it, right? And eventually it's like it goes from like this small little thing that started to a week later, a giant blow up because you didn't deal with the energy in the system. You didn't metabolize the energy in the system. That's a key word. We're metabolic machines, right? So we are needing energy. And there's different ways that we intake energy. So one of the ways we intake energy is through food. Now, we trust our body to metabolize the food as needed. We don't give the food directions. We don't tell it where to go. When you get caught on your hand, you're not like, all right, here's what I need to happen. And I need the proteins to go here. Like, you don't. You trust that there's a divine intelligence working with your body that knows what to do and takes care of these things. 
Now, I want you to notice that when it comes to life events, you don't treat it that way. You don't treat your body like it's divinely intelligent and connected to all. You start having a lot of input. So life comes at you. You get a sensation in the system. And the mind, because it's a protection mechanism, is watching this shit like a hawk. Right? It's watching. It's like, what's going on down there? How are we going to handle this? I got to do something. We got to put it into action. I got to get angry at this person. I got to get sad right now. I got to tell them to go away. I got to bring somebody else in because I don't know how to manage this. Right? And all these things start happening in your system. So again, it's watching right? It's fixating. And then it starts distorting reality from the way that you've always protected yourself. It brings like a lens to your head right over here and puts it on and suddenly everyone sucks or suddenly like money is a hard thing to get or suddenly your health is impossible or suddenly you'll never get that, you, that relationship that you want. And notice how it also doesn't stay in that area of life. It's like it starts there in the beginning of the day. And by the end of the day, it's like everything sucks. Your finances suck. Your health sucks. Your relationship sucks. It's like it just goes all over the place. So people are like, well, how do I feel more? And I think this is a, something that puts people in a trap because when we talk about feelings and emotions, we're talking about something that we're naming, something that the mind is naming. And if the mind is naming it, that already means you're in your mind. So it's like, I'm trying to learn, how do I feel more? Like, think about that question. How do I feel more? Is feeling a matter of doing or is feeling a matter of being? So you're trying to answer from the mind, how to do feeling. That doesn't make any sense. So what we work with people on is to get their focus off of doing this type of work to making themselves feel better and actually starting to focus on this work as a matter of just starting to feel more. So again, not, not doing the work to make yourself feel better, but doing the work just to feel, just to learn how to feel more. Now, if you have the ability to feel through life, no matter what shows up, you can metabolize the energy, right? Because again, if you don't metabolize energy and it stays in your body, it causes stress. Think about food when you're constipated, stress in the system. When energy enters your body from life, right? Because we're just responding to it energetically and it doesn't metabolize, which is what's happening for most people. You're basically like energetically constipated and then your body goes into stress response. You're in fight or flight and you respond from this place. So what we, what we train people on is how to work with and help, like allow for, not help, but allow the body to metabolize the energy from the system. Because if the sensation in the system changes, and again, I remind you that the mind is watching, fixating and distorting reality, but the sensation is no longer there because you've metabolized it, what does the mind stop doing? There's nothing to look at and there's nothing to distort. And suddenly you find yourself that these patterns that you've had, these automated responses that you've had, suddenly the same situation happens and there is no response. Now your mind will go, I know I'm supposed to respond right now, but there's nothing to respond to. This is weird. Because literally the energetic signature of that response is just gone. And this is why for most people, it's ass backwards. They keep trying to work from the mind down instead of working from the body up. And this is why things that will could take decades, if at all, in therapy or psychology or different facets like this can take a matter of minutes, hours doing some with some energetic work. And, and they're both important. I'm not saying that they're not, but this is why we can get extremely fast results for our clients. Hello, my favorite listener. That's you. I wanted to share with you some of the amazing results and breakthroughs your fellow Satorians are experiencing as we speak from being in the collective with us. So if you haven't heard about The Collective or what you're missing out, check this out. So Amanda writes, a couple of years ago, I was destitute, living back with my parents at 36. I'd lost my job, was overcome with chronic illness and a strong victim mindset, and I was totally stuck. 
through the influence of your training, I'm enjoying a much more fulfilling life. I've moved back home, gotten a great job, taken control of my health, and even bought the car I've always wanted. I'm ready to go even further into my awakening and manifest the life I truly deserve. I couldn't be happier to be part of this tribe of amazing human beings. Robin said to us, thank you. Since March, I've started meditating every day. I've lost 27 pounds. I've resigned from a job that I hated, but stuck with because of the money. And I've already received three new job offers and even taken one of them that is paying more. And I'm much happier. Plus, my relationship with my husband is flourishing too. Thank you. And Paul writes, after talking to my daughter, I now know that I feel relieved and much lighter because of it. Thank you again for everything. You guys have changed my life. I feel like I've come farther in the last few weeks than I have in the last few years. I'm so grateful for your help and support. I love you guys. Look, I know this podcast adds tremendous value to your life. My suggestion is head to satoriprime.com forward slash collective right now and jump headfirst into the collective. After all, it's only a $9 a month investment, and you'll get access to Guy and I in a whole new way. You'll learn some of the most cutting-edge technology that we share with our best clients, but we can't really share here on the podcast. Imagine you and us interacting with each other live every two weeks for just $9. It's incredible, as you've seen before. So if you're wanting breakthrough results in your life quickly, head to satoriprime.com forward slash collective and begin to deepen your journey as a historian today. Let's, uh, I think Matthew was the next question here. Yeah, Yeah. all right, cool. So after experiencing a tremendous amount of pain because of working away from my family, learning how to become a dad, then transforming my life from working away to starting a home business, a home-based business in affiliate marketing, I've struggled on almost every front with an all-in mentality feeling I need to create the results. I feel massive resistance and staying consistent in my DMOs, daily, I'm going to assume daily money, operate, I don't know, morning routines and feeling comfortable opening up to people through my business. It's been over a year now with very little results and now I feel stuck in the gotta, gotta, gotta mindset where I definitely don't want to be. My rudder is stuck and I'm paddling as hard as I can upstream. Feeling tons of pressure from the lack of results is affecting my relationship with everyone in my life and my overall well-being, and a massive block in connecting in the relationships in my life. I've received the most fulfillment in helping others and want to step back into my own personal power because I'm very personable. My doer personality is the internal conflict, plus not able to provide having two boys, four and two. Amazing. Really, really great question. I just want to, Matthew, just what you depicted here is so brilliant in that how every area of life affects every other area of life. Notice that like Matthew, you have enough awareness to go, you know what? My real struggles in my business, but that struggle in business is pouring over into my relationships, is pouring over into my health, is pouring over into me being dad. So it's like, it's awesome. You want to go? You want? I think you're very relevant for you. So yeah. Yeah. So Matthew, there's a few things here uh, that are really, really key. And again, like using that same lens that we used before, right? What, what is this situation reflecting to you. So there's a few things that it's reflecting. It's like the doer, the performer, the overachiever is the part that's getting triggered real hard right now. Mm -hmm. Because the reason your relationships are suffering at the moment, Matthew, is because you don't feel worthy. 
when you don't perform, when you don't achieve, you don't believe you are worthy of receiving love and connection from others. So in a way, you're like self-sabotaging those relationships. You're the kind of person that's like, okay, when I do good, you can love me. (laughs) When I don't do good, I'm not worthy of your love. And then people are still trying to give you love. They're still trying to give you support. But because you're so in here about, I can't do this. I'm not doing this. I want to do this. I should be doing this. I should be farther along, blah, 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 blah. Now it's just like everyone is already at a distance, which by the way, and and this is not to make you feel bad. Okay. Like I'm not saying this with any intention whatsoever to make you feel bad, but I know as a dad of two, my kids are slightly older than yours. My kids are eight and six. Those beings that you have, they're energy receptors. They're not logic, right? They're energy receptive beings. When you're beating yourself up, okay, the message that they're receiving subconsciously through osmosis is that unless I perform for dad, I am not worthy of dad's love. Let that sink in for just a second. This might make you quite sad. And that's okay. I'm not doing this to hurt you. I'm doing this because I want you to get how important this work is. Yeah. And I just, it's useful to notice the difference between a discomfort that arises like a sadness or the need to suffer about it. You don't have to suffer about it, but it is important to notice that there is some kind of discomfort or sadness or anger or whatever might rise and to allow it to be there because it's perfect for your experience right now. Yeah. So these things, right? Daily method. Thank you. Um, These things that we do, the patterns that we live in, these are the patterns that we pass on. And Matthew, you, you may have even seen your kids do or say certain things that you're like, how did they get this? Like, how are they doing that thing? You know, like my son, I'll never forget this. So I'm just like you, Matthew. I'm, I'm a high, highly, Overachiever, because my story when I was growing up was that I'm a loser. So I had to prove to everyone that I'm not a loser. That was my life's mission. Okay. Until I obviously figured out that that was just a pattern that was being run. But I'm watching my three-year-old son kick a ball into a goal in our house. And he's, and he kicks it and he misses it. And he goes, ugh, which is the sound that I make or used to make like every time that I would do something that I didn't like. And I didn't even notice that I was doing it anymore, but he was taking it on. So it's these little things that we pass on that we don't even know. So I just want to offer you this, Matthew, like, A, I know this is going to be possibly difficult for you to hear, but take on that you're in the perfect place in your business right now. That if you gave up that you should be somewhere else in your business, that that would release you from the pressure of having to achieve. I don't know if you play any sports, but I can tell you as a competitive tennis player that the worst possible thing that you could do is be under pressure. Mm -hmm. The second you're under pressure, your muscles tighten. You can't hit the ball anymore. This is true for any sport. It's the reason that soccer players who can hit 99 out of a hundred penalty kicks go into the world cup and miss the, miss the net completely, right? It's like they can do this in their sleep. Pressure makes a big difference. 
So when you put all that pressure on you and that little boy and you're like, perform, why aren't you performing? Why aren't you performing? Imagine if your four-year-old son or daughter, I don't know who's older, came to you and was like, dad, I'm terrible at this. I can't perform. And you, this would be your response. You're like, well, work harder. I don't know what to tell you. Like, go work harder. And then maybe someday people will actually like you. You're like, no, I'd never do that, right? But this is how we treat our inner self. So just notice that that's happening. And then when you let that go, that's kind of the training that we take people through is like noticing that, allowing that to be there, letting it go, giving that part the healing that it needs. That part calms down and relaxes. Now you get to go out and perform, Mm -hmm. not because you have to perform. Yeah, exactly. I know you've been competitive your whole life. That's... That's what's being triggered right now, right? And like when you're not performing and you are competitive, like that's your mindset. I am very competitive. I always win. I have to always win. And then we don't get results. It triggers all of our shit about sucking. Like whether, you know, for me, like I'm a loser. For you, maybe I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy or whatever it might be. Yeah. Anything you want to add? Uh, Yeah, it's perfect. I mean, I just kind of add a little bit more, which is, any time that your system has relayed your self-worth, your ability to receive love, anything like that to our patterns. And, then, and again, it does that for all of us, but just in different ways, you know, that eventually, yes, it's going to lead you back to feeling like you're all alone and unsupported. And I want you to notice again, that this is not actually the reality of things like support doesn't leave because you're not achieving. Right. It doesn't, there's no correlation there between the two. Yeah. Here, here, here's the reality for most people on planet earth is that we have correlated making things happen or achieving something with our ability to receive love and it's not correlated. So I, I once in a while I say this and I, I'm going to look at the camera and let you know this. And I want you to whatever degree you can receive what I'm saying is that you don't need to do anything to receive love. Let that in. Like you actually don't have to do anything to receive love. What is the thing that every little boy and every little girl on this planet want? want? We want safety. Most important thing, right? We want well-being. We want connection. And we want love. That is true from the moment you're zero zero years old. I have an eight-month-old upstairs right now. I can tell you that's true for him as it is for somebody who's 101 years old. That never changes. And everybody, 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 yes, even them, yes, even those people are trying to get their needs met around safety, well-being, connection, and love. That's true. And and again, if you want to start making a difference with yourself and your relationship with other people, first of all, it always starts with self because you'll always treat people the way you treat yourself internally. You will always reflect your inside, outside. That's what will happen, right? Our best strategy in this world so far has been if I'm hurt on the inside, I'll act the exact opposite out here. That's why the people who are the angriest out here are the people who are the saddest inside because it's the best way to protect yourself. It was an alarming thing to me when I realized I was scared of everybody, no matter where I went all the time, and that I had a part in my system that was overriding fear And not allowing me to even experience the fact of how much fear was actually built up in my system. I showed up angry to a lot of different environments. But the reality was, is like, if you're scared of everybody, you know, it's a really good strategy. Scare them before they scare you. Mm -hmm. Then they're afraid. Cool. If they're afraid, then I'm a little bit safer now. 
So those bullies, right, those bullies that everybody knew growing up on the schoolyard, guess what? You know, the ones making all the ruckus are the ones who are afraid the most. That is absolutely true. I just want to read to you guys, uh, Matthew, this, this, and maybe you and Howe know each other, I don't know, uh, but Howe had uh, recently gone through the masterclass that he wrote. This sounds like exactly what I was going through in January before I started working with you guys. Money problems were rampant in my life for years, and it seemed like no matter how hard I worked, And what affiliate offer I promoted, I was always managing to get in my way and stopping my results from coming in. Mm -hmm. The balance and the ease of moving forward didn't come in until I was aware of all the limiting, that jumped on me, all the limiting beliefs I was putting myself through and going deep within myself to have those conversations with the inner child that constantly spoke out to the world that he wasn't worthy. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's just, you know, like that's to me. If life is showing itself to you in certain patterns and you keep trying to do more to overcome the patterns, that should be a big red flag to you. You cannot overcome your patterns. In fact, the more you try to manage and overcome, if you find yourself working really hard at something, it's because you're in pattern. And then you're fighting the pattern. The pattern always wins. Always. It's been around for decades. Like it just, that's the thing that's going to run. So when you get triggered, like Matthew gets triggered and all of a sudden he's like, okay, I'm really competitive. I know I can win this. I just got to work harder. I just got to put in more time. I just got to get more education. I just got to meet the right people. I just got to get the right offer. How are the results? (laughs) Like proof's in the pudding, right? Like you tell me. And if that's where you're at, I'm telling you, there's not a book that you're going to read and there's not a video that you're going to watch and there's not a person or opportunity that you're going to come across that's going to get you out of it. Because right now where you need to be is witnessing the pattern and working on pattern. Release the pattern. Release that energy. Release that need to achieve and perform and watch how much better you perform. Give yourself that gift, not because something changed or the circumstances changed. You can give yourself that gift right now. And the moment that becomes whole and becomes part of you again, then there's no longer that part that needs to prove something or get something out in the world to make that happen. You're free. You're you're the definition of liberated, at least as far as that part is concerned. Now, certainly aspects of that thing might show up again. But the more those parts get worked through the system, the easier it is to have awareness while you're in pattern. Most people I'm telling you that we've started working with have been in pattern most of their lives. They are literally in a fight or flight response constantly. You guys know it's like, yes, we have this world that has all this amazing technology, but we are a stressed out society. That stress is coming from a fight or flight response that never turns off. You are constantly um, in your uh, sympathetic nervous system, basically in that fight or flight response. But these practices of learning how to metabolize energy through, of understanding how the mind and the phenomenology works, allows you to start living more in your parasympathetic system. How many of you guys make good choices when you're stressed out? Probably not that many. Most of you guys have not experienced actually being in a true, relaxed, connected state with somebody to actually feel what it feels like to be relaxed and in alignment and make a choice from that place. So most of the time, you're making your choices out of survival. It's not all the time. How do I survive this? Why do I get through this? How do I apply my strategies and make this work? And then sometimes your strategies work, or at least they seem to work, but you're still in pattern. 
you're still in the old strategies, right? And it's like, look, that, that strategy that you started 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago is going to end up in the same place it's always ended up because that's what that strategy does. It always makes things look the same. It always makes your relationships look the same. So the opportunity here is to clear it and then let the system reorganize. And the system is going to be organized around homeostasis, around neutrality, right? Because that's what, that's what it is. It's not about, I got to be a peak performer all the fucking time. Yeah. That's old energy. Like I love Tony Robbins. There's a lot of the, you know, the old training. I'm not saying that they're not good. Like Elon and I did all that training for well over 12 years. That was our world. Right. And we can tell you, we became really good achievers, like really good. We ran two multiple seven figure businesses, you know, and like, it was all about harder work. If things weren't working, we worked harder. It was a big surprise to us when we started doing different type of work. And we're like, wait a second, we're working less. We're more fulfilled. We're in the best health of our lives. It's effortless. It's easy. Our relationships work better. We're traveling with ease. Things just come into our lives. There seems to be synchronicity freaking everywhere all this magical happening. We're tuned into different energies. Our gifts are coming online in different ways. And those of you guys who work with us, you've got to experience some of those gifts. Like that all came not because we worked apart. That came because we actually felt what it feels like to live in alignment, to get, let our gifts shine through, to not make these parts wrong, but start working with them, not against them, to feel wholeness, right? Because a lot of you guys' personal development looks to you like, you know what? I'm going to do this personal development thing. I'm going to be the fucking best at it. But, you know, this piece of me that's angry or this piece of me that's sad, you go over here. You go in the closet. Shut the hell up because I'm going to be whole. And it's like, how, how do you get whole when the parts don't come with you? Whole means everything comes with you. All the things you like and all the things that you don't like. Now, again, I want to create a distinction between discomfort and suffering. Discomfort, for me, that's a part of life. Things happen that make us feel uncomfortable. That's just what's up. You were uncomfortable here on this call multiple times. Yeah, right. Like whatever that discomfort is, when the mind starts having an opinion about the discomfort, is where you start suffering. Yeah. If you start giving voice to the distortion about it and trying to change it and fix it, and it should be some other way than it is, then you suffer. So again, it's like your ability to feel through the sensations in your body are why people start suffering or why people get liberated. Because imagine that no matter what happens in life and, and how is a really good example of this, you can just be with it. His, his like that, you know, not everything like turned out like right away for him. Some things were more challenging than they have ever been in his entire life. But because of this ability, suddenly he was able to be with what's so. And that's the whole point is that the system is getting activated, but he can watch the system with pure awareness and allow for the energy to move. And I promise you, as that happens, the old patterns go away. The system reorganizes and new energy becomes available. And he's seeing a, a giant realignment in his life towards that new energy, towards that new evolution. And that's what makes things easier, right? And again, I want to remind you that like this perception that I can transform my life in a weekend or overnight, we've seen sporadic quantum shifts happen for people. And I can tell you there's an investment on their part in terms of time, patience, whatever it takes, right, for, for them and whatever process they want to go through that makes that available, makes that ease available. We have a joke around here that says like, we work really hard to make our lives easy, or we have worked really hard to make our lives easy because it has, it has been effort. I'm not going to lie to you. What we're seeing now though, more than ever, whether it's energy on the planet or just this part of human evolution is that what took Elon and I 17 years of our investment of over a million dollars of our money invested, tens of thousands of hours of, of our time to learn about ourselves, to coach tens of thousands of people all over the planet is that we have a gift that we can give these lessons and give you experiences that lead to the wisdom 
that allowed for the type of life that we've enabled ourselves to develop in a very, very short period of time. Okay. So whether that's a year or two years or three years or even six months or six weeks, depending on how your system is organized, that we can't tell you. But I can tell you that if you're going to invest, you want some transformation to happen, there's an investment that's coming on your part. And I can tell you that we have achieved very little with another coach giving us a reflection. Now, when you work with a coach, you should feel like you trust them, that they have wisdom to give you, and that the reflections that they're giving you are as clear as they possibly can, right? So we can't tell you that our, we're like a Jesus Christ and our reflections are as pure as apple pie or anything like that. But here's what I can tell you. After 17 years of doing work, it's like, again, like I'm using that word reflection in a metaphorical way, but I really mean it. It's like a person sitting across from you reflecting to you based on how they've organized their system. And the more work that somebody has done, the more wisdom they've attained, the clearer that reflection is going to be because the less distortions that they look through. So it's like, we've spent a lot of years cleaning up our carpet, you know, like our dirty ass carpet. And when you step into our space with your muddy boots and you put some dirt on our carpet, we're like, huh, there's that dirt that we cleaned up a few years ago. It's back. And we can give you that reflection because we've done that work. We've worked that energy through our system and that makes it really available to make it available to you. Um, do you want to just take a quick crack at uh, Derek's? I know we sure. kind of started answering it, but sure. Um, all right. So he says, what methods can we try to connect with suppressed emotions when we feel completely disassociated from them? I have lots of recurring issues with tension, but although I unearth some things through dream interpretation, free association, but I'd really like to get deeper more quickly and get it all out. I just, I just want to point out before he answers like some, you know, technique stuff. I just want to point out Derek, like notice that Matthew's question and your question, the same pattern is asking the questions. Yeah. How do I achieve more? How do I achieve faster? How do I get from here to here the fastest? And by the way, guys, like super, super great thing to have in our lives to help us produce results and just something really good to notice. Yeah, so notice we're not going to try to get rid of that part. But Derek, here's what I want you to notice. I want you to notice that there's a doer doing. Yeah. So notice the doer that's trying to do and then don't try to do anything about it. Don't don't change. I just want to keep the question there if we can. Um, if you could bring it back down. Yeah. So like just notice the doer. And then don't make it wrong. Don't try to change it. Don't try to make it go away. But in your awareness, just notice that there's a doer. Okay. And that that doer has been trying to do on your behalf for probably your entire life. Now, instead of saying that this part is bad and wrong, like most, most trainings will tell you to do, or let's get rid of it, or let me show you how to disassociate from it or all the other things. Notice I'm not doing that because that's part of you. It's part of your wholeness and it gets to come too. Now, here's the thing. We want to relax and let go of the doer because there's an efforting there. So just let go of the effort around the doing. Notice it's there and then let go of the efforting. And then notice that now, like if the doer is just kind of like, oh, it's just hanging out there, that the time in which things are supposed to happen, there's no time. The body's going to release that in its own time. And what you get to learn is patience and grace. Patience for the body to allow, again, like we allow for food to metabolize in its own time. We don't put a steak in there and go, now get out. <laughs> like, you know, it's like it metabolizes in its own time. And depending on what kind of food you put in your body, it's going to metabolize in different times. Emotions that are stuck like this metabolize in their own time. So I want to point you to, Derek, the, again, the difference between feelings and emotions and just pure sensation. I've, I've had the honor and privilege of sitting in 10-day silent meditations. It's roughly 10 to 12 hours of meditation per day incredible, life-changing. If any of you guys are interested in it, please reach out to me and I'll let you know how you can do stuff like that for free. But what you really get very attuned to is that there are sensations rising and falling in your body. 
That's it. That's how life shows up as sensations. The rest of it, we make up. All the interpretations, all of what's happening, all of what they're doing to you, all of what's happening with life, that is mind program, interpreting and creating reality. And then life shows up like a magnetic field that attracts itself to the energy in your body. You guys all know this. You wake up feeling shitty in the morning. Life looks pretty shitty. You wake up feeling great, big smile on your face, different type of life. It will change the colors. It will change the relationships that you have, right? So we're not telling you like, go be the happiest person, fake it till you make it. Like none of that stuff really actually works. That is the shit on the mud pie. I mean, that is the whipped cream on the mud pie. It doesn't matter how much whipped cream you add. It doesn't matter how much positive thing you use. The shit is still there. It tastes like shit. So what I invite you to, Derek, is put your awareness in your body. It doesn't take a lot of training to do that. And then actually next time you're triggered, instead of trying to deal with it from the mental landscape, notice where inside your system you feel sensation. It might feel like a clamping or heat or cold or moisture even, but just notice where the sensation is. And then instead of trying to change it, instead of trying to understand it or do something about it or let the pattern take over or the do or do, and then sit there and plan and plot and try to figure all this shit out, just sit with the body sensation until the body sensation chooses to change on its own. No input from you whatsoever. And you just notice that the doer is trying to do, you don't have to do anything about that. And then see how that works for you. This is like, it seems like I'm telling you to do nothing. Trust me. It's like, this is the most liberating free thing ever. Cause the one thing you don't want to do is feel through what's arising in the system. The doers always come to protect you, to squash that, to put it away, to change it, to make it some other way. You've been doing that your whole life. If you want to continue down that path, your choice, brother. But I'm giving you an invitation that next time this arises, and you could just sit there right now, think about the last moment that stressed you out, and it'll be right there. You can't help yourself. The body always responds perfectly, by the way. And you can sit there quietly with your eyes closed or eyes open, whatever you feel, and feel into your body. Notice where the sensation is. And I'm going to give you a little diagram. If the sensation here is here, this is the youngest part of you. It's going to be fear. There's something you're afraid of. If there's sensation here in your chest, this is a little bit older, but this is sadness, right? Like heartbreak comes a little bit later in life. Over here, if the sensation's up here, it's going to be anger. You're going to be angry about something. And you can ask yourself, what am I angry about? What am I sad about? What am I fearful of? And at the end of the day, that's it. Just sit there with it. Now, look, with us, we can sit and give you reflection codes. We can help you track your system and really start pinpointing exactly what's happening in the system, training you how to do this as well. And that doesn't mean that you can't do it yourself. Okay? So that's what I invite you to do. Awesome. Beautiful guys. So again, we want to just quickly remind you, um, if you're ready to have a conversation with us and find out if anything that we're doing here is in alignment with where you're at, you get to talk to Elon and his little finger over there. Uh, it's $99. The application is hundred percent risk-free. So you have nothing to lose. If you don't work with us, we don't take it personal and we'll refund you the money. Otherwise you can credit it towards uh, any of I, I do cry for a few straight days now. We usually do a lot of part, <laughs> we, do, we do a lot of parts work with Elon because he gets upset about uh, these things. I don't. He does. <laughs> um, and then, guys, like we know that the internet's a big place. We know that there's a million places you can be right now. Um, we really honor you for uh, investing this time with us. So thank you so much for doing that. And uh, that will wrap up today's webinar. Again, thank you so much for being here. Have an amazing week. Enjoy the rest of your summer. We love you very much. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, everyone. Thanks for being here. Bye, guys. Hey, hey, before you go, I just wanted to remind you to go lock in your $9 per month for life offer to join our collective. 
I promise if you like this podcast, you will absolutely love what we're sharing inside of the collective. Again, just head to satoriprime.com forward slash collective and you can lock that price in. These are the same tools that we share with our personal one-on-one clients and those guys pay us tens of thousands of dollars to work with us. You can have them for just $9 a month. Again, satoriprime.com forward slash the collective. And as always, we'd love to hear your honest reviews of our show. So if you head to iTunes and leave us a review right now, you could actually be next week's lucky winner. And lastly, if you do want to connect with Guy and I, head to Facebook right now, join our personal development without the fluff private group, ask for permission. There's a ton of amazing exclusive content there as well. And you get to communicate and interact with Guy and I on an ongoing basis. So as always, thank you for your trust, your loyalty, and your listening. We do not take it for granted. We really, really appreciate it. We love you and we'll see you next time.